so this is the first time we're doing a podcast through <laughs> through Skype. I wanted to look at a um, particular midrash uh, that uh, uses the word kivyachol. Now, kivyachol means as if. How could we say something about the divine? So we qualify it by saying kivyachol. So I want to show you an example in a medrash that's used by many scholars as the source medrash uh, because it uses it three times in one medrash, uses three examples. And uh, the, the basic text comes from Devarim, Deuteronomy 33.5, and everyone knows it because we sing it when we do Hakophis in Shul, it is Vayihi Bishurun Melech, Behisasev Roshe Am, Yachad Shifte Yisrael. Vayihi Bishurun Melech, when he became the king, Bishurun in Jeshurun, Behisasev Roshe Am, when the heads of the people were assembled, Yachad Shifte Yisrael, the tribes of Israel were together. So that's, that term. That uh, verse is the proof text that the Midrash in Sifri is going to examine. So it's from Deuteronomy 33, when Moshe is blessing the tribes. In verse 5, so, you know, he's talking about, uh, before he starts uh, with uh, Ruvain and Levi, uh, in 6, he says, you know, Torah Tzivalonu Moshe, Moshe gave us the law, Moroshah Kelos Yaakov, the possession of the assembly of Jacob. Then he says our verse, Vayihi Bishurun Melech, he was king over Jeshurun when the leaders of Israel were assembled. Um, then he starts off into Ruvain and Judah and Levi, giving each one them. Some people say Musa, some people say blessings. All right. So now the Medrash, Sifri, so it's Tanaitic Medrash, and it's a Halachic Medrash. Usually it's brought our, our Halacha way before the Gemara. Uh, we had Halachic Midrashim, Sifri uh, in Bamidbar, Sifri in Deuteronomy, Mechilta in Shmos. Uh, the Sifri, chapter 346 comments on this verse, Vayihi Bishurun Melech. And it's going to pause the word Yachad, Shifte Yisrael. Again, he became king in Jeshurun when the heads of the people were assembled and the tribes of Israel were Yachad. They were together. What is this Yachad? So the Medrash starts off and will end off by proving what they're claiming. Yachad, Shifte Yisrael. When they are constituting Kesheheim Asuyim Aguda Achas, when they constitute one Aguda, one unit, then only are they, the heads of the people are assembled and he becomes king in Jeshurun. Now the question is, who is the he? Is it Moshe or is it God? But clearly for the Midrash, he becomes king in Jeshurun is God. When God becomes king in Jeshurun, Jeshurun could refer to Yisrael or Jerusalem or the Harabais, the temple. When he becomes king, the tribes of Israel together now becomes a condition, meaning, Kesheheim asuyim 
Aguda Achas. It's only when the tribes of Israel are together. As you know, they became fractured, right? Not when they're splintered. So this is the claim that the Midrash is going to make, that this verse is not a descriptive verse, when the tribes are Israel together, he becomes king in Jeshurun, but only if the tribes of Israel are yachad together, not assembled when they go up to Jerusalem or not assembled at Har Sinai. This is when they are assembled, meaning that when the politics are that the northern tribes and the southern tribes are together, or when this is written in the post-Hurban era, uh, when the tribes, when Klal Yisrael is an Aguda Achas, only then he becomes king in Jeshurun. Classical to the Midrashic style, he's now going to prove this by bringing an intertext, a text from somewhere way off in Tanakh, far away in Tanakh, from a verse in Amos, Amos 9. So the Bala Medrash is going to prove his claim about the conditional effect of Am Yisrael being together as a single unit by bringing us a verse from Amos, and the verse goes, who builds his heights in the heavens and his bond endures on earth. And in Hebrew, that is the following, Habone Bashomayin Maliosov, he who builds his Maliosov, his palace, his, uh, uh, his upper chamber, Ma'ala, upper chamber in the heavens, so al Eretz Yosto. And his aguda, remember that's a pun on our word that the, that the Balamedrish says, agudos, agudos, don't make yourself splintered. But when the tribes of Israel are aguda achas, so here is the pun. The verse in Amos says he builds his heavens, his upper chamber in the heaven, and his bond is foundationally on the earth. Al Eretz, on the earth, Yisodah. We've had that before in Tehillim, that his footstool is on the earth and his chair is in the heaven. There is this connection for the uh, prophet in which God builds up his upper chamber in the heaven and he is connected to us, his aguda, he's, he's bonded to us uh, with the foundation of that bond on the earth. Now let's see what the Medrash does. The Bala Medrash quotes Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai probably two centuries earlier. And the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai now brings a mashal. He brings a, a parable. Mashal la'adam shehevi shtei sfinot v'ksharam ba'agonim u'ba'ashtos. A person uh, puts together two ships and binds them with chains and irons or an anchor and an iron. He chains them together. As a result of chaining them together, they had double the space on the surface of the two ships. So he's able to he'emidan al-gabehem. He was able to establish on both of them bana alehem paltarim. He was able to build 
a stately edifice, a palace on them. By binding the ships together, he had sufficient area to build a stately palace because he now made a double ship. He put them, lashed them together, and so he can build whatever he wants on the top of this. Uh, probably a catamaran, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of the ships uh, uh, going up the River Thames with uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, in the, you know 300 years ago. Yeah, one of them had her, one of them had her musicians, right. So this is an amazing mashal. The man builds two ships and puts them together. Okay, now he carries on. Kolzman, shehasfinot kshurot. All the time that these two ships are lashed together, palterin kayomim. So the edifice uh, is established and survives. Parshusfinos, the moment those two boats separate, ain palterin kayomim. So then the palace falls apart, it falls into the sea. So this is the mashal. The mashal is a marine. Mashal, a navy mashal, uh, that you sl slap two boats together. As long as you keep them together, you can build whatever you want. The moment they split, uh, so everything falls apart. Now, of course, the palterin, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, uh, is going to go back to that verse in Amos. As, right? We're, ble we're praising God. Habone bashomayim. Maliosov, he builds in the heavens his upper chamber, his palace. The Agudosov, the Aguda now can be reinterpreted, is that his bond, it's not just a bond on the Eretz, on the land below, uh, it is bonded like the two ships, right? The, 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 the Malio, his palace, even though it's in the heaven, it's connected to the earth like a ship to a ship. So the heaven is a ship and the earth is a ship. The palace is in the heaven, but its its base, its yosta, its foundation uh, is on the earth. Now, of course, the two ships are side by side, not one above the other. But, you know, I'm not so sure if Shemaim is up and Eretz is down. It may be they're side by side. I don't know. Certainly for Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who authored the, the Zohar, you know, the heaven in the Zohar uh, isn't so far away. Uh, it could be side by side, it could be within. Certainly, he had no problem in the mashal by connecting the two ships as a metaphor for heaven and earth. Okay, now remember, I always tell you that the mashal is very powerful. The nimshal maybe have been written by a later editor. So the Nimshal for me is the art scroll version of the Mashal. It's the explication. And of course, there's a moral intent to the Nimshal, moralistic and pietistic. How does it go? Kach, Yisrael, Kesheosim Ritzona Shemakam. When Am Yisrael does the will of God, then Eliosom Bashamayim, so then his upper chamber, from the verse in Amos, his upper chamber is in the heaven and connected and lashed uh, to earth. And when they do not perform the will of the divine, 
agudoso al eretz yosto. Then the second verse of the verse in Amos is split from the first. Then just there are chains hanging around the second ship, right? The chains that can bound the palace above to the earth below, they're just fluttering in the wind. So Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai brings a parable, a fictional narrative about the two ships, that will somehow explain the verse in Amos, which is the intertext to explain our proof text. Our proof text is, Vayhi bishuron melech b'sasev rosheyom, yachad, yachad, shifte Yisrael. The plain meaning is, and God will become the king of Israel when, when the shifte Yisrael are together. The Medrash makes that conditional. He'll become king if... Israel is together. If they're one united people, then he will become. And if they're not, if they're agudos, agudos, he will not be their God of Israel. Then he brings the intertext to strengthen that claim from Amos. He builds his palace in the heaven. The agudo, that aguda aguda, that bond that Am Yisrael has to be with each other, now becomes a vertical bond. His bond from the palace is to the earth below. And then Rajbi, Rabbi Shimon Bayechai, brings the moshel, the moshel of the two ships. What has the moshel done? What has the moshel added that he didn't, that the Balamedrash didn't already say? Uh, in his claim, the claim of the verse in Amos. Clearly, he is troping on the kshuros, the connection, the knots, the anchors, the chains, because he says, I'm going to use that word of the Balamedrash, agudos, agudos, and I found it in the verse in Amos, agudoso al eretz yosto. His aguda is the foundational chain, the binding of the palace which is in heaven to the earth below. That's the aguda that he is punning on. So Rabbi Shimon Yochai is telling, the, is supporting the Balamedrash, or the Balamedrash is taking from his library of stock mishalim. I've got a marshal for this and a marshal for that. He's got this marshal that he brings from Rabbi Shimon Yochai to say that the agudas agudas are not necessarily just between Am Yisrael and each other. That the aguda has to be laterally, Am Yisrael with each other, and only when we are together as one aguda is God king. But by explicating the verse in Amos, he's making it now a vertical aguda. It's no longer about agudas agudas, between us, that we're all lovey-dovey in one group and we're not splintered. But he's now making that aguda, a vertical aguda, having to do with whether we're doing God's will or not. If we're doing God's will, then that vertical aguda is strong like a chain, heaven and earth, like the two ships. Do you see what he's done? Rabbi Shimon Bayachai has taken that which is a lateral human kind of thing. I'll be your God if you can all be one and say, no, I'll be your God chained to you 
if you do my will. Fine. Now, you might have thought that's the end of the Midrash. In fact, most Tanaitic Midrashim will end just with that and then go back to the very end saying, you know, when you perform the will of the Almighty, then his bound, he will be bound to you. And if you don't, you won't. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. He what he goes on to is a, a rant that takes three other citations so I'm going to show you here, I hope you can see it, the structure of this whole pericope. Here is the biblical text in Devorim, which we'll come back to in the end. Here is the, the Midrash in Sifri that brings the blue intertext. Then comes the Mashal. So the symmetry of this Midrash, as most Midrashim, would be proof text, intertext, claim, mashal, and then ending. That's how they're structured. What has happened here? I'm sorry, what are you meaning by intertext? Bringing a verse from another part of the Bible to bear heavily on your text that explodes it and opens it up. For instance, our intertext from Amos explodes the word aguda. But now look what's happened in our text. We're going to have example, example, example. There are going to be three similarlies. The Bala Medrash, and it may not have been him, it may have been a later editor that's going to say, I'm going to add three more proof texts. One, two, three, to your proof text from Amos. And in these proof texts, something goes awry, radically, theologically. So let's look at the three proof texts. Similarly, Kayotzebo, right? He adds, Kayotzebo, Ataome, you said the following verse in Shirat Hayam, in Oz Yoshir Moshe, you said, This is my God and I will glorify him. Okay, very nice. Now comes the punchline. He's going to trope on, if you do this, then this will happen. So it's definitely conditional. The question I'm asking you is, is it like the first claim that if you are agudos, agudos, then I'll be God, right? Kishahem yachad shifte Israel. Not when you are together, but if you're together, then I will be vayihi bishurun melech. Is it like the Amos posuk when the two ships are together, meaning when you're doing my will, then my palace is up there connected by iron chains to its foundation down here. Which of it is it? So let's see what he says. This is my God and I will glorify him. Oh yeah? Really? It's going to be my God? It's conditional. If I acknowledge him, right? not thanking, but hodos, like vidui, confession, acknowledgement. Tov lahodos lashem, right? It's good to acknowledge God in the psalm for Mismashir, Mismashir Leoma Shabbos, right? So, kishani modelo, if I acknowledge him, na'er, yeah, then he's beautiful. ein ani modelo, kavyochol bishmohu. Kavyochol, that name that I wanted to explain today, kavyochol, as it were, if you could even say it, 
Bishmohu. He is only Kaili, my name. He's only God in name only. In name only. Again. He is my God. And I will glorify him. That's conditional. It's not automatic. If Modelo, if I acknowledge him as my God, then he is beautified. But if I don't acknowledge him, then he's no longer Eli. He's no longer my God. He's just Kavyochel. Bishmo only. He's only God in name only. How could you, why do we need the word Kavyochel? Because of course he's our God. Because of course he's the God of the world. So then what does Kavyochel mean? As it were, it's as if he isn't the God of my world. Because I haven't acknowledged him. It's an absolutely stunning theological statement that his being my God is dependent on my acknowledging him. So we add Kavyochel because obviously, objectively, from his perspective, that's not so. It's a falsehood. But from my perspective, subjectively, it's true. If I don't acknowledge him, if I'm an agnostic or an atheist, then he's not my God. Then he's God in name only. (laughs) Can you imagine what a statement that is to have been written in, in, in the 4th century? Second one, Kyotebo. Ata Omer, you said in Isaiah 43, So this is in, in, in Isaiah 43, And you are my witnesses, says God, and I am God, or that I am God. You are my witnesses that I am God. He's going to say the same thing again. If you will be a witness to my existence, Aniel, I am God. And if you don't witness my existence, I'm not God. This is taking it a step further. The last one was, I will only be there in name only. Now he's ratcheting up and saying from the verse in Isaiah, if you don't witness to my existence, I don't exist. Ain ani ale. My, my existence requires testimony. Now the third example, Kyoto Badova, Ataome, Posukin Tehillim, Psalm 123, the very first verse. King David says, Elecho nososi to you I raise my eyes. To you I raise my eyes. Hayoshvi Bashamaim, you who dwell in heaven. So David, he, the psalmist says, God responds, Ilmole, if it weren't for you lifting your eyes to heaven, Ilmole Ani, if it wasn't for you lifting eyes to me, Loho Yisi Yoshib Bashamaim. I wouldn't be dwelling in the heavens, meaning my dwelling in the heavens depends on you raising, lifting up your eyes to me in prayer, of course, supplication. My dwelling in heavens depends upon your looking up to to me. Now, these three exemplars, each of them has done what to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai made the statement that my palace is up there and its foundation is down below. And that connection, the bonding, 
is dependent on you doing my will. And if you don't do my will, then that chain, that metal chain that binds the two ships together, flutters in the wind, the heaven goes back up, and the earth stays down here. Now, what has the three examples, Kayotzebo, 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 the verses in Exodus, Isaiah, and Psalms added? What they have added is the word Kavyochol. And what that has done is changed the whole mood of where this Midrash was going in a particular moralistic and pietistic direction. Everything depends on your being a good boy and doing my will. And it's moved for to the place where everything up there is totally dependent on you down here. It's not about whether you did my will or you didn't do my will. Now it's one, if you acknowledge me, then I'm beautiful. Two, if you are my witnesses or not. And three, if you lift up your eyes to heaven or not. Do you see what's happened now? It's not about, I told you to do something, now I want you to do it. And if you don't do it, and I'm disconnecting. It's not that at all. It's now my whole beauty, my whole existence, and my whole dwelling place in heaven is dependent on whether you say Zekelianvehu and whether you witness to me that I am God and whether you lift your eyes up to me. It's an absolutely stunning move hermeneutically by the Bala Medrash. And now we're going to see coming back full circle as to how that impacts the very first claim about Vayhi Bishur and Melech. So the Medrash ends, Afkan Ato Omer. You said it there in Shmos, in Isaiah and Tehillim. Afkan. So too here in this verse, in Vezos HaBrocha, Vayhi Bishur and Melech, Yachad Shifte Yisrael, now let's go back to that yachad, which we said, don't make agudos, agudos be a unified term. Then we dove into what that aguda meant. It's the strapping of the chain. Now let's come back to it, having brought these three radical uh, verses. Yachad shifti Israel, Kusheheim, we would have said, doing God's will. Now we say, Kusheheim asuyim aguda achas. They will be Shifte Yisrael when they are Aguda Achas. Well, we had said that right in the first claim. That's the first claim we made. Right after the intertext, we said when they're making Agudas Agudas. But now, having studied these three intertexts following the Mashal, the radical implication is that they will be Aguda Achas only if they acknowledge me, they look up to me, and they beautify me. The Aguda Achos of mankind will be only unified through me, not through them being Aguda Achos just because they're politically together and not splintered. That was the original intent of the Medrash. By bringing these Psukim in, we bring in that vertical dimension that they are bound in a single bond only when they acknowledge me and they beautify me and they look up to me. That is the radical notion. 
So Vayehi Bishurun Melech Bisasev Roshayom now has to be mistranslated midrashically that the Melech becomes the king in Yeshurun when the Roshayom are gathered only Yachad Shifte Yisrael when all Am Yisrael is Yachad in witnessing to me that I exist. They are bound in a single bond in connection with me, not broken into several bands separately politically, but they are all bound to me through the Kivyachol, meaning my dependence, my beauty, and my place in heaven as that Pamalya Shemala, the Malyosov, that connection of the upper chamber with the, the lower world is put into a strong bond through them crowning me king, through them bitasev rosheom, by them making me the melech. Thank you.